What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, these squirrels are nuts! Giant flying squirrels, rainbow squirrels, and goth squirrels. Just scroll for this and more as we answer the age-old question, is that dried squirrel pee you're using as an aphrodisiac, or are you just happy to see me? Joining me today is writer, director, friend of the show, and squirrel man, Adam Ganser. Welcome, yeah. Adam. Yeah, I'm proud, of, I'm proud of all of those titles. Every yeah. one of those titles is a yeah. source of pride squirrelman. for me. Yeah, squirrelman. Yep. Yeah. Right yeah. there in my Twitter. <laughs> Artisanal squirrelman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, thought we should probably have uh, an episode on squirrels, and here it is. I, and welcome I to could, it. I could not disagree or agree harder. I could, I, right. I agree fully with you on this. Right. Yeah. Right. Usually, I try to tailor the episode to sort of my guests' likes, dislikes. Um, this time, I just kind of made the executive decision. <laughs> For it to just be squirrels. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you feel about it, squirrel. Right. This one's right. coming full nut right at you. Right, full nut. <laughs> yep. Uh, full, full frontal nut. squirrel nut. I yep. mean, actually, literally one of the photos uh, in the photo doc. But, uh, yeah, no, we're talking about squirrels. I think that people have a certain concept of the titular squirrel mm. of little little thing maybe it's gray maybe it's sort of a reddish color and it's got that fluffy tail and it's kind of hunched over a nut and it's chewing on an acorn with its little paws you know the little yeah. squirrel thing going that's in. how you that's how you see yeah. him yeah, yeah that's how you see him that's the squirrel you know the little the, the squirrel thing they do they're yeah. sitting there with their nut going but there are in fact 
squirrels out there that'll blow your damn mind. I mean, yeah, looking at some of them, I, I already shocked. Yes. By a minimum of three are shocking. Yes. So yeah. we are first going to talk about the squirrels of the world that will blow your mind that they exist. I certainly, some of these in my research, I just found out existed and my ding ding mind is blown. One could say my own nut is uh, <laughs> is blown uh, because uh, these squirrels are, I can't believe it. Uh, and then at the end, we will come back to home to the gray squirrels which i think we're all familiar with but look at them and how amazing they can be as well so you know that is that's the squirrels squirrel episode in a nutshell you know yeah i mean yeah. i uh, it's a it's a lovely show I'm, i can't wait to experience it for myself all right. yeah well hey what are we waiting for yeah let's talk squirrels now let's do it <laughs> so cat-sized flying squirrels discovered in the himalayas right that's uh, that's not cute. That's terrifying, mm. right? Because mm. like squirrels are one of the only animals they get close enough to you that they're not that cute. You know mm. what I mean? Like uh, little face. Yeah, like it's little like they're, they're cute for from a distance, but like yeah. you get you get real close to you them. Get it's close like, and you start to see those big teeth. Yeah, you do. Like you, you see the black hole in their for eyes. Chewing on nuts and something else. If you <laughs> know what I mean. Yeah. You wonder if some of them have ever thought, how does blood taste? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel oh, like certainly. some of them thought that. Yeah. Certainly. So I've like, seen squirrels chewing on like a chicken bone. Yeah, <laughs> have you? They're opportunistic. Yeah. yeah. They'll do they, it. Will, they will eat anything, by the way. Today, KFC, tomorrow, your bones. <laughs> I could see a squirrel having a bumper sticker on its squirrel yeah. car that said yeah. something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Today, tree nuts. Tamara, you're nuts. Yeah. Yeah. They give you a look just like that, too, with their black yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah, like a doll's eyes. They do. Yeah. 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 So a big one. Uh, I Some people, like Adam, are afraid of the big squirrels, but indeed the big squirrels do exist. So we're talking about the woolly flying squirrel. And before we talk about the recent discovery of these giant flying squirrels, we got to go into the history of the woolly flying squirrel because we used to think they were extinct until they were rediscovered in the 1990s. So wow. the woolly flying squirrel is a big honking squirrel. It's five pounds and around three feet long. In fact, they can actually reach up to four feet long. From the snoot to the butt, they are about 24 inches or 2 feet or 60 centimeters long. And their tails add from a foot to almost 2 feet of extra length or 43 to 54 centimeters about. That's crazy. That's yeah. like That's like uh, like uh, the rats you hear about in the New York like sewer system. Yeah, the New York Post. Yeah, but like <laughs> giant rat comes out of toilets and bites right. man's butt off. Right, eats entire off. pizza, asks eats for a handout. En- <laughs> eats entire pizza and a butt. Right. Yeah. No. I, yeah. No. These these are they're massive. It's like it's like running squirrel operating system on bare hardware. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Did I uh, stutter when I said it is the woolly flying squirrel? Because this big old thing, it flies. It, it's like it, I feel like that should have been reserved for like monkeys or something, right? Mm-hmm. At that yeah, size. Yeah, but no, nope, too no. Too bad. There's yeah. no flying monkeys. Only right. flying. Yeah, no. 
they fly now. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that? From I know. Star I just Wars? I just wish they did. You know, like I just wish yeah. they did. Uh, yeah. We're gonna pretend like I didn't just say there were flying monkeys. <laughs> no. Well, there's not. Just, there's yeah. not. But but remember from the Star War, yeah, the Star War movie where oh, yeah. they're like they're like they fly now. Yeah. But these squirrels, they fly now. Well, they have probably for millions of years too. But the point is, this giant honking squirrel does fly. Or if you're being technical about it, it's gliding, not really flying. But whatever, the fact that thing is airborne, I think, is pretty impressive. Uh, if I saw a thing of this size gliding by, I don't care. If it, I'm not going to dispute with it whether it's flying or gliding. Uh, I, I'll give it whatever word it wants to use to yeah. describe its movement. They can you have make it. the rules, giant flying <laughs> wooly squirrel. Yeah, three foot, three foot giant furry bat. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, you you make the rules now. I don't make the rules anymore. Uh, it is one of the world's largest gliding mammals, unsurprisingly. Mm. Uh, actually, I can't think of a bigger one unless the, hmm. I mean, flying foxes have a very impressive wingspan. Those are a megabat, but they fly. So, like, they genuinely fly. So I feel like this might actually be the largest gliding mammal I can't think of one that's bigger, but if I'm wrong, you know, yell at me on Twitter. Like other gliders, it's got a flap of skin that runs from its wrists to its ankles called a pagetium, which it uses to glide gracefully through the air. Probably not that gracefully, though, honestly. Yeah. This thing. Over what distance? Like, how far are these things traveling? I think I read some guy saw it like go i think 50 feet so right yeah okay that's not that's not i'm less scared of a 50 like it's like 50 feet they're not you know they're not clearing a football field maybe it was 50 meters hang on okay yeah i want to know i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta double check double check how because that makes a difference doesn't it it? makes a huge difference it's makes the a difference. bit of a difference. It's like either this thing has kind of a long floaty jump or it's like we're going full breath of the wild and this thing is a gr- has a glider. You know, like that's uh, that's scary. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> it's 50 meters, not feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, Which yeah. Meters to feet on Google. It's like four, that's, right? Hmm, that's 164 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Classic. Classic metric to imperial mistake there. I'm sorry. Did I say 50 feet? I meant 164 feet of gliding capacity these bad boys got. Damn. That's far. Yeah. Yeah. That's far. Yeah. Like, do they, when they get in a group, do they swarm? They, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do they flock? Are they, yeah, do they flock? Are there murmurations of flying woolly squirrels? No. Yeah. No, they don't okay. do that. Thank God. Yeah. As far yeah. as I know. Right. But, you know, we know not that much about them. We thought they were extinct until they were rediscovered in, like, 1998. Uh, we thought they'd been, like, extinct for hundreds of years. And then someone just went up there and was like, no, they're still here. Right. How did, So, like, they're just in that one area of the Himalayas, I assume? Like, way high up? Well, kind of. But there's a larger story at play okay. there. So Great. the Himalayas are a huge mountain range. Right. Uh, these ones are found in northern Pakistan, 
And that's, I think, where they were originally rediscovered as still being alive and not extinct. But there was actually a recent discovery that found there is not just one species of these woolly flying squirrels, but two species. And Mm. they're basing this discovery actually on already existing museum specimens uh, where they ran some tests on. They looked at their skulls, their coat coloration, their genetic differences. And that indicates there are actually two species of flying squirrels. There are the Tibetan woolly flying squirrels and the Yunnan woolly Mm. Yunnan woolly flying squirrels both live in the Himalayas, but they live thousands of miles apart. So just as a reminder, the Himalayas are an absolutely massive mountain range that spans across Asia and many, many countries. So you can have these two species of woolly squirrel who look almost exactly the same, live in very similar environments, but they have basically been separated by thousands of miles for possibly millions of years and have become two distinct species. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. I still can't understand, like, in an energy conservation way, why Mm -hmm. a mammal of this size needs to glide. I don't understand. (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) Why does that need to happen? I mean, in general, gliding mammals are filling some kind of evolutionary niche where they... If if it if resources are scarce, having the ability to glide not only gives them an escape from predators, and I'm sure they've got some some pretty deft flying predators up in the Himalayas, probably some owls. But it also probably allows them to find food and travel more easily. Uh, it may even allow some of these gliding mammals to. Uh, find insects and eat insects is sure. in addition to their other diet. I'm not exactly sure what the diet of this thing is. I don't even know. Oh, wait. No, I do know. I'm sorry. I take that back. I know exactly what their diet is because they have analyzed their poop and they have found that these guys, specifically the woolly flying squirrel, has a diet of mainly pine needles. So it's got teeth that are super weird. They actually don't resemble squirrel teeth. I can't imagine the size of the owl it would take to take down the squirrel. Like we're talking (laughs) about a pretty big one, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about like a like some kind of primitive deity sized owl. (laughs) You know? The mega owl. Yeah. I think Yeah. I think that there is an owl? No, wait, no, that's a different owl. They I'm call sorry. it the prime owl. <laughs> the owl other, prime. Yeah, other owls. Alpha from, owl. Yeah, flock to worship owl. it. Yeah. So their teeth are unlike those of uh, rodent or of squirrels. It's actually their teeth are very similar to uh, an ungulate, like a cow or a deer, because they chew on this really tough vegetation, pine needles. I don't know if you've ever chewed on a pine needle, but it's not tender you know it's not melt in your mouth so they need really tough grinding teeth to be able to chew up these pine needles and gliding probably helps them easily go from from you know pine tree to pine tree and get get that food that that high up food and evade predators they probably don't want to just kind of like waddle on the ground like a tasty little treat Sure. So so yeah, that's that's probably why. They're also very fluffy. They Yeah, they are. 
Yeah, they almost yeah. look like they have kind of like chinchilla fur. Yeah. It's long, very soft looking, kind of a bluish gray. And that helps protect them from the cold and the snow because they are, yeah, they're in the Himalayas uh, where it gets cold and it gets snowy. And all they got to eat is pine needles. And they're, they're big boys who got to jump around and glide away from vicious predators. What a defiant creature this creature yeah. is. Like every, all of its conditions are seemingly yeah. unfit for what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, you say I can't live here? Screw you, I'm going to eat pine needles. Mm, I love these pine needles. They're delicious. Crunch, crunch, crunch. This could be your skull. <laughs> this could be your skull if I decided, but I'm not going <laughs> to. You know? You know when it looks at your hair, it's like, mm, those are some soft yeah. pine needles. <laughs> Speaking of scary, yeah. uh, even though most of their vocalizations are gentle, like little grunts or chirrups sort of. If they are threatened, they will let out a blood-curdling scream that some people describe as Yeti-like. <laughs> First of all, what? The Yeti's not a thing, is it? Right? The Yeti's uh, not a thing, right? No, <laughs> so what no. do they mean? <laughs> what do they mean by that? You know, it's a you scream. Know. It sounds like a banshee. You know how banshees sound? No, man. Right. Well, well, what would you imagine a Yeti to sound like? Now... That's okay. what it sounds like. Fair enough. Asia Program for the Wildlife Conservation Society director Peter Zaller describes it thusly, quote, the way it was described to me was of a chain-smoking child falling off a cliff. <laughs> it's quite unnerving, end quote. And an extremely delightful image. Like, what a delightful image. I uh, like the specificity of it. Yeah. A chain-smoking child falling off a cliff. It's <laughs> a four-year-old in a top hat. You know, like, some, like yeah. <laughs> he's been working over all week. Yeah. Rolled up sleeves. Hard-living, yeah. hard uh, child yeah. going like, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the shit Thomas I saw. Thomas the week. Tank Engine. Me and Thomas the Tank Engine were talking over, fr <laughs> over fruit cups. And I was telling Thomas, you know, those Muppets, you know what they get up to, don't you? <laughs> I do. Pass me a camel light. I'll describe the whole thing for you. You know I've that Barney? Miss Piggy. I've heard Miss Piggy's on her third divorce. <laughs> By the way, children probably don't watch any of that anymore. Like, like I have no, no. idea what children are watching now. It's no, none of those things. The children, the Zoomers, what are the ch children called now? Are they all Zoomers or is, is there an even younger generation Yeah, is, now? is Zoom closed off? Is the back end of that closed off? I don't off? know. I don't know. Has, has the doors closed on Zoomers yet? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they're just like, you know, no, we're on TikTok, you morons. Yeah. I don't know why my uh, child voice is the same as my squirrel voice. Because they're but, coming uh, for us. The Zoomers, yeah. the, the Zeds are coming for us for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We and the squirrels, the Zeds and the squirrels, we've, we've unionized. We're coming for you. A TikTok for union. Your, yeah. For your nuts and your TikToks and your juice boxes. Do you still have juice boxes? I'd say give them to them. Just let them have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that could end this. Yeah. So, you know, the woolly flying squirrel, a cat-sized squirrel that glides in the mountains of the Himalayas that screams like a chain-smoking child and... Apparently, their dried urine and poop is considered an aphrodisiac by some. So by who? I, you know, I know that's not, not a helpful by question. Me. Right, not by me either. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say me. But let me just put it to you this way: some person in 1990 or later decided I'm going to take this feces and/or urine 
eat it, and then I'm going to have sex with somebody. <laughs> I'm going to have sex <laughs> with somebody. Like, this isn't like an 1800s person who I imagine is just, you know, sick with the vapors or something. This is a person who listened to Kurt Cobain at some point in their life. Yeah. And like, I'm going to eat this, and then I'm going to have sex with a person. You know, I admire the kind of the creativity of you You find an animal, and you find find their right. pee and their poo, and you're yeah. like, you know what? I'm feeling it. Yeah, this looks I'm, like... This is... This is these are good vibes. These are vibing with me. Yeah. This looks like it's going to take things up a notch. Yeah. Sexually. Yeah. Honey, yeah. I know you said you wanted to spice things up in the bedroom. Well, <laughs> eat this. I was in the forest just chowing down on squirrel turds. And it so. screamed like a dying child falling from a cliff. And I thought, let's eat it and then have yeah. sex. So you could say I'm pretty horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how I got directly to here from there. You can right, see, right? Yeah. You can see, you yeah. can see why I am in a amorous mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what a fact to know. There's nothing cute about this animal. Well, not even the picture of it is cute. It's like I didn't. Yeah, I didn't promise cute. No, no, I know, I but promise squirrel. Some, a lot of squirrel. <laughs> I think some people instinctively think that squirrels are cute, and I'm like, yeah. this, this is not that. Uh, yeah. It's not that. Yeah. Well, you know, I all I promised was squirrel content, right. you know, and so I'm not liable for right. uh, any kind of squirrel related like deaths <laughs> of people trying to eat squirrel poop and getting yeah. getting their hair chewed off by one of these pine needle eating giant cat sized flying woolly squirrels. Yeah. Is anybody selling their feces or urine? <laughs> To Probably. The, yeah, Look, somebody... I'm going to say this is like, it's a rule. If there's some kind of animal poop out there, I'm going to go with probably someone yeah, selling it. You can buy you it. Know? Yeah, you can buy yeah, it. Yeah, there's like that that, that um, civet cat poop, that uh, like that palm civet poop that gets sold as expensive coffee. So I'm going to say yes, absolutely. Probably someone's selling it on Etsy for a killing. Oh my God, some Etsy person. All right, well. That's what I'll be Googling after this. <laughs> I'm going to have to look for that. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So, I know uh, I front-loaded it with a big squirrel. But the thing is, I'm going to keep talking about big squirrels because uh, apparently there's actually a good number of large squirrels in the world. I mean, uh, this one, it's impossible to tell its dimensions from the picture, but it does look like an unhappy middle-aged man. This is why I love it. It has a look on its face of extreme grumpiness. Yeah. Now, I should actually say what we're looking at. We are looking at the Indian giant flying squirrel. Another big one. Another one that insists on being airborne. Uh, wow. But he's not happy about it based on his expression. Wait. And it's like, t- you know, we've got two separate pictures of two separate individuals and they both have that look. <laughs> they, they're both extremely suspicious of your happiness. Like yes. they're, they're, not a, they're not happy for you. Uh, so wait. Just briefly, this Indian giant flying squirrel is not the species opposite or or uh, divergence from the previous one, is it? Because that was in Pakistan in the Himalayas. Is this? Yeah. So this is a different species. I don't know how related they are, to be honest with you. I, I think so. To be to be clear, they are in this family. Uh, called Skiridae? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have said Squiridae. That sounds right. You could have said Squiridae, and we would have believed it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to believe any pronunciation you give. Yeah. Literally, literally anything Because I'm say. like, is this, is this Skiridae? Because, like, it'd be too too much if it was, like, Skiridae. Like, they're scurrying, so we call them Skiridae. Yeah. But that might actually be how you pronounce it. The second picture of the... Uh, giant squirrel looks like an overweight man trying to be Batman. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks yeah. like. It's very funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm the Batman. <laughs> I'm the Batman. Look on me, fear me. No, I don't use a gun, but I don't need it. I can scare you into giving up on crime. Well, with those I... black claws. Look at those dark. <laughs> look at those claws. My my parents my parents were killed and they left behind me millions of nuts. Actually, these probably eat eat more like uh, tree fruit. Um, but yeah, let, let me let me uh, let me tell you a little bit about this guy. So sure, yeah, sure. another large gliding squirrel, similar to the uh, woolly flying squirrel. Um, but you know, uh, they are a little a little bit smaller. Actually, um, they're fluffy, ash brown, with a perpetually grumpy little face. They have like a little button nose, which should make them cute. But they seem extremely unhappy about the fact that they're cute. Like they they yeah, just yeah. don't. They're not having it. They're about seventeen inches or forty three centimeters from snoot to butt. 
And they have a tail of about 19 inches or 50 centimeters, so a little smaller than the woolly flying squirrel. Uh, they live in high altitude forests and are arboreal, so they live in trees. They mm. eat fruits and, and all sorts of business that they can find in the trees. I think one of the best things about these guys, other than their perpetually frustrated expression, yeah. uh, is that they have a call that is easily mistaken for an owl call, uh, specifically the spot-bellied eagle owl call, uh, which, honestly, I should probably talk about the spot-bellied eagle owl on another episode because they are also redonkulous looking. They have huge head tufts that look like giant bunny ears, but they're just feather tufts. Uh, so again, like, I don't know. It's every time I do research for it, there's always like 10 other ridiculous animals who are like, and I exist too. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Like they're all trying to impress you like a car, yeah, like a yeah. carnival. Uh, right, right. Yeah. That's that's gaze upon my head dongles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me play you the sound of, I could not find a recording of the call of the giant Indian flying squirrel, but I could find a recording of the call of this spot-bellied eagle owl. Great. Whom the squirrel is purported to sound like. Great. So, you know, here we go. So I wow. just want you to imagine, you know, let's go, let's take a trip to Imagination Station. I feel like we haven't been to Imagination Station in a while, but let, let's go back there. Ready. Imagine you're in the forest at night in one of these forests in, in India, and and it's nighttime, and you hear the haunting <laughs> cry. Yeah. And you look above you, expecting to maybe see a bird, and you just see this big, fluffy thing. I mean, just... A kite made out of fur and scowls, and yeah, and it scowls at you uh, as it's flying overhead, and it it's like it looks like the Batman, but with yeah. fur. I'm pretty sure that's the exact plot of Blair Witch. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they get lost, yeah. and then they're hearing that scream. It was squirrels the whole time. Yeah. Yep, giant squirrels <laughs> the whole time. If only they looked. Thought up. we was a witch, but we was squirrels <laughs> the whole time. We was always the witch. <laughs> These... We told you, we told you we'd get you for not sharing your 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 bagel with us. I kind of enjoy, <laughs> I'm enjoying the idea of like the medieval town version of these squirrels, <laughs> like just getting together and like having a yeah an irate conversation. I, I'm enjoying that. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you put a hat on these squirrels, like a cabbie hat, and I'm not belittling mm -hmm. them, I'm just saying if you did, right. they would feel right at home at, yeah. like, at Thanksgiving. Like just how dare you? Right. How dare you? You you put anti squirrel technology on your bird feeders? <laughs> exactly. How dare you? <laughs> Let me tell you what's going on in the trees. Anybody want to hear what's going on with the trees? They're not great. <laughs> <laughs> just complaining. You think it's easy storing all these nuts? It's not easy. Do they eat nuts? What are they eating? These ones probably eat more like tree fruits, and they're they're probably also like nuts and stuff. Not not acorns. Um. I don't imagine there are acorns in these kinds of forests, but yeah, like tree, tree fruits, tree nuts, that that kind of that kind of business. Yeah. Um, but you know, in case you were worried, there weren't enough huge flying squirrels to contend with. 
There's another one. They fly now. Uh, yeah, if you cross a fox with a squirrel with a bird, you get the red giant flying squirrel found in Southeast Asia and China, again, near the Himalayas. So they like, they like this region, sort of near the Himalayas. Um, it's, uh, they are like bright brick red, almost orange, and quite large. They have a long, thin tail, and they're less fluffy than their other, than like the woolly flying squirrel. Uh, they kind of have this like smooth fur, which is a little bit eerie. And yeah, they just barely look like squirrels, yeah. but they they are quite quite strange. Like when when they're flying, they're just basically a s- rectangle of fur, and then this weird little squirrel fox body uh, looking down at you with its balls kind of hanging yep. down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely flying balls first at you. Yeah, uh, it looks like a lemur to me. Yeah, they look a lot yeah. like lemurs. Also, <laughs> this is one of the rare times where I'm like, did we need the menacing eyeshadow? Like yeah. <laughs> these things have like these these again Batman esque, uh, the dark yeah. paint around their eyes. You know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's just it's crazy to me that there are so many not just giant squirrels but giant flying squirrels like it, they they seem to be okay with being huge and in the air which i think is quite something like when we think about flying squirrels they're the little they fit in your pocket you know they're cute they're adorable little tiny things and you're like yeah that makes sense you could be airborne because you're so small but these are these are big and coming right at you in fact there's another one called the red and white giant flying squirrels another species very similar to the red giant flying squirrel, but they have like a little white mask that they wear mm. on their fur. It's, they don't really wear it. It's, you know, biologically a part of them. It's just the way their fur is colored. Uh, but it's kind of like a bit of like a reverse red panda coloration yeah, a little bit. going on here. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, it's a look. It's a statement. This is in Africa? Is that where these are? No. Is that what I heard? No, I'm wrong. I think they're still in India and Asia. So all the cool um, flying squirrels are in kind of a centralized region, it seems like. Yeah, they seem to like to be in and around the Himalayas, which I yeah. think is interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, the the uh, red and white giant flying squirrel is found in uh, China, um, oh. mainland China, Ooh. and maybe South Asia. So, okay. yeah. Okay. But... Enough with the flying squirrels. I'm tired of them. You know, I'm tired. of They're too big for their britches. They're like, oh, look at me. You know, I'm in the air and I'm so big. And it's like, you know what? I'm tired of that. It's gimmicky. I mean, especially when they're clearly trying to teabag you from the sky. Yeah. That's clearly yeah, what's, what's up going with on. That? Yeah, I don't know. What's up with that? Yeah. They're like, you know, these nuts. And it's like, you know, hello, 2015 <laughs> 20 or 2012's jokes. Thanks yeah. for that. But yeah, uh, I want to talk about a big old squirrel who doesn't like to put on airs and pretend like it's a bird. The Indian giant squirrel. It's a huge squirrel, but it doesn't fuss with flying. Thank God. Finally, just like an honest squirrel. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be a big squirrel, but not, you know, just go like, oh, well, look at me. Maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm half bird. Maybe I'm Batman. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm enough. It's, I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm just big yeah. and enough. Yeah. I'm big and I'm colorful. Uh, it is a amazing looking squirrel. One of the most beautiful squirrels, yeah. I think, in the world. Yeah. 
Uh, I actually mentioned this guy briefly on a listener question episode, but they definitely deserve more attention. They live in tropical forests in India and eat a lot of fruits and tree nuts, and they help the forests with seed dispersal with their poop. So, you know, they're helpful. Beautiful and helpful. God, who knew squirrel poop was such a valuable commodity? Yeah, I had no idea. I mean... I'm glad I invested in it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Dogecoin of nature. Right, like, why is your house covered in squirrel poop? And it's like, little do you know, I'm sitting on millions. <laughs> right. squirrel, squirrel turds. It's going to explode, just like crypto. Right, right. Here it comes. Right, to the moon. Yeah. yeah. They're a bit smaller than the giant flying squirrels we've been talking about. They're only about a foot long from nose to butt and a foot long at the tail, so about two feet total. But still, that is, you know... Like 60 centimeters of squirrel, that's a lot of squirrels still. But what really sets them apart is their truly spectacular coat. They have a brownish, like almost blue, bluish black, purpley color on their tails and their backs. They have a band uh, across their backs. Also, that's like a maroon purpley color, like a mauve. And then... They have gold fur on their bellies and their faces and their, they have a little, on, on top of their heads, they have more of that like mauve color uh, and they're just absolutely gorgeous. They also have this like stripe of yellow that runs down the underside of their tail. Mm-hmm. Just the most colorful squirrel I've ever seen. Yeah, they look like a lot of like uh, recent baseball and football jerseys in like arizona you know what i mean like those like warm (laughs) those warm cool interesting colors you don't see any other place you're like all right yeah well the squirrels where they are yeah they're going they're definitely it is like you would find a pinterest board with like these color combos oh for sure as like a as an aesthetic yeah you put an you put a d-backs hat on this thing and it's you know it's right at home uh right (laughs) that color black by the way I don't think I've ever seen that in nature before. Yeah. Like, it's a really unusual color. It is, and it's interesting because mammals are somewhat limited in terms of our color palettes, really. We don't have that many bright colors. Just that's It's based on, you know, the structure of fur and with... Things like birds, their their wing structure, the structure of their uh, their feathers can actually refract light in a certain way and create much more vibrant uh, colors uh, than than mammals generally are capable of. So it is quite astounding when you get fur that's just like you know what we're going with like purpley blue and and maroon. It's I would love an eyeshadow palette in these colors, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people could use it. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people could use it. You know, if it was 2005, <laughs> I wouldn't have minded it. You know, back when back when Guyliner was done, was happening. Yeah. You know, we got to bring back Guyliner. Sure. If, you know what? If squirrel, if this squirrel could bring back Guyliner. Yeah. I think our world would be better off for it. I agree. If you could just get Franz Ferdinand to release another record and uh, get Guyliner back in back in <laughs> vogue. 2005 will be here again, anew. We're actually going to take a quick break, but speaking of 2005, actually probably even earlier, when we get back, we're going to talk about goth squirrels. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. 
That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So, the squirrels are going goth. You know, like 1995 to 2009 called. <laughs> Are gods still around? That was an arbitrary a little bit. set of dates. A little bit. You know? Uh, yeah, I think it's it, it's more, I mean, I haven't been goth ever, but uh, right. I think it's like contained to certain musical tastes or bands now. Right. You know? Like you, when was Hot Topic... Oh, like founded. Oh, I don't know. Probably like ninety-five. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. But founded I... 1989. Hey, what? that's when I was born. Wow. Yeah, founded in 1989. So I guess that's when goth started, right? I'm gonna get people are gonna be so mad. <laughs> I don't think so. I think Hot Topic was actually more of a a sell stuff to suburban versions of goths. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and I'll, uh, yeah, but uh, it definitely peaked in the late '90s. That's when I remember. Yeah, you know, that's when I remember people going to school as goth and it being like that's right. a thing everyone's doing now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Even when I was in high school, I felt like there was still a good contingent of goths, mm-hmm. you know, going around. Yeah. With the boots that were like big, chunky, like yeah. So much, so much heel. You got to really commit. Five extra inches. Yeah. So many laces. Yeah. You can't step lightly anywhere if you're a goth. Yeah. You got to clonk around. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're never sneaking in anywhere. Like that's not happening. No. No. You know, I've never heard of a sneaky goth, you know, that runs contrary to the goth kind of manifesto. (laughs) I believe that. Uh, I can accept that having no idea. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds yeah, right to me. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to say things. What are goths going to do? Come get me? 
with their sad powers. Uh, they They're might gonna be like, "Hang on, I'm gonna put on these boots and got got it. I'm gonna come get you, but you know it's gonna take a while because I got so many laces. I'm not scared <laughs> of you. You got too many laces. We're gonna bring back emo. That's like, what we're gonna do. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well." Lest the show become just goth dish jokes. on goth hour, <laughs> goth joke hour, yeah, yeah. you know. No, the squirrels, the squirrels are goth now. They're goth now. So Prevost's squirrel, which again, I think is actually already kind of a goth name because they like that, that kind of stuff like Prevost or my name is Eliquium and your name is Prevost mm. and we are drinking uh, tomato juice, but maybe it's blood. We don't know. But the Prevost squirrel is also known as the Asian tricolored squirrel. And they are black, white, and red. Some are just black and red, and some are black and orange. So they are really, really dressing Halloween all year long. I mean, they look incredible. Yeah. They look they look incredible. I the the orange like the blood-stained centerpiece here, right? Like the, the breastplate of yeah. blood. Or I guess sort of rust. But, uh, you know, one could I imagine... Like pretty blood red for some of them. Yeah, one could imagine Prevost just like drinking out of a chalice like he was Gangrel in yeah. WWF. For sure. You could see it. I like these squirrels. They're my style. <laughs> <laughs> Prevost. My name is Prevost and these squirrels. I like them. They're over the top just like me. Yeah, they're found in Sumatra, Borneo, and the Thai Malay Peninsula in forests. And they, uh, yeah, they, because their habitats have been kind of disrupted by human activity, they like to visit your garden if you live in those areas, which, you know what? I, I love a goth squirrel garden party, you know it. For sure. You know, they just like, I mean... The one thing you have to give goths and goth squirrels is they're mostly pretty chilled out. Yeah. You know, like this squirrel doesn't look like it's causing a problem or like screaming at you. They're they're exhausted from getting that cut crease on their eyeliner. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) they're too, they have spent five hours on their makeup, so they're not going to start a fight. No, come on. Just pop on the Joy Division record and we'll all chill out, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But yeah, no, these are like, I feel like, Actually, this one's sort of like the SF Giants coloration. Yeah. Like orange, white, and black. Yeah, a little bit. Um, this one's just, this one's straight up just like blood red and black. Like blood red on its tummy and black on its back. That's that's hardcore. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's like the Black Widow of squirrels. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it, it absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty, that's pretty melodramatic for a squirrel. Yes. Right. Like, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying, like, hey, man, why? You know, like, what's wrong? Like, what's up? Yeah. You need to talk or anything? Guess not. Kind of like middle school goths, where they're basically little babies. Right. They've drawn like black eyeliner that like runs down their face, and it's like, oh, but you're like ten years old. <laughs> right. Like you're not even old enough to like disintegration or something. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just you just like the makeup, yeah. Which hey, it is great. Which is great. No, I'm not. No, yeah. you you can do like the squirrel too. It's like you know what? If you want to be a cute little squirrel, and this is like to be clear, these are like just standard squirrel shaped. Like they look like little squirrels. It's just it's like you took a squirrel and you know 
just put on some goth makeup on just a normal squirrel. I mean, (laughs) I do enjoy this bit. It kind of looks like it was painted almost. Like, that's what's so crazy is it's like that's another weird color of black. Not 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 quite as uh, as unusual as the other one, but like a pretty dark color of black. And then the red is like night and day different. Like, it's so saturated and bright. Uh, It's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, they they don't they look like they've they've got some kind of filter on these squirrels, but I don't think so. I think this is just the straight up squirrel truth. Yeah, yeah, and these kinds of colors are very rarely seen in mammals. That bright blood red, uh, especially contrasted with the black. Yeah, I mean you you hit the nail on the head with like they are black widow coloration, yeah. which is crazy. They're probably owl poison. An owl eats one of those, <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it dies gurgling as soon as it eats one of these. <laughs> I thought you were kind of like saying like a a band of owls that like poisoned the band, but made up of owls. Oh, like a yeah, but that would be a parliament of owls, wouldn't it? You know, right, par- right. No, that's true. But I mean, because I was gonna say like I think poison is glam metal. It's not really goth. <laughs> No, poison's not goth. It, that is accurate. Uh, it's the wrong yeah. wrong aesthetic and vibe. Right. Uh, I mean, when I think of goth, it's basically the Cure and Joy division. Like those are the bands that are like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the, you, you can't go wrong with either of those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other squirrels are deciding to go goth as well. I'm sure you are familiar with the eastern gray squirrel. Even if you don't live in the east of the U.S., they are still in the west of the U.S. because they are good at spreading around. But yeah, the if you live in basically anywhere in the U.S. and even in, I think, Canada and all over North America, the eastern gray squirrel is finds its way around, um, especially around college campuses. I'm sure you've seen them. Oh, yeah. And they have this thing that happens, a mutation of their coat which creates melanistic squirrels. So melanistic squirrels are black instead of gray. And you know how like there's albino versions of animals, that's where they kind of lack all pigment. Mm -hmm. Melanistic versions of animals are the opposite. They have extreme pigment. So this occurs in other animals as well. In fact, black panthers are, there is no distinct species of like black panthers. Those are... Uh, melanistic versions of leopards and jaguars. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm I'm looking right now at a eastern gray squirrel that's melanistic, and uh, this is this is a great looking creature. I think. Yeah. Like like wow, yeah. if you saw one of these in the beautiful. wild, yeah, they're beautiful. They're also like very striking. You'd be like, whoa. Uh, yeah. But. But they're really beautiful. I, I hope to run into one the next time I'm at a university campus where squirrels yeah. rule all. Squirrels rule everything there. Well, if you want to see some of these melanistic squirrels, you can go up to the Stanford College campus in Northern California where there are bountiful numbers of these melanistic squirrels. In fact, there are so many around the Stanford College campus that there was a rumor that they were an escaped scientific experiment. Great. That some scientists, Stanford scientists, were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna make make some uh, make some goth squirrels and release them." I mean, they do look like you know, in the genetic Mendel's pea plant arrangement of it all, they do look like they were made. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, 
yeah, you wouldn't think it's what you're saying is like a, a strange mutation. You'd think they were bred. So I understand that yeah. rumor. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, no, it is incredible because they do occur naturally, completely naturally. In fact, like I think we've seen so many other squirrels that have ridiculous coat colorations that at this point it's like, oh yeah, of course, of course these black versions of the gray squirrels are going to occur naturally. As to why this coat coloration happens, I mean, similar to albinism, like there is just a genetic mutation that can mess with the body's production of uh, melanin and pigment. But we don't see that many albino animals because they are such easy pickings for predators, unfortunately. Yeah. So as beautiful as they can be, they are you know, often picked off by predators pretty quickly because it's easy to spot them. Whereas luckily with the melanistic squirrels and other animals, uh, that's not as much of a, a factor. So like they don't stick out as much as an... Uh, albino animals, so they often survive more than their albino counterparts. So in terms of natural settings where the melanistic coat variation may be beneficial, uh, it's theorized that in certain forests that go through more periodic burnings, that black coat coloration would help them fit in with sort of a blackened oh, yeah. forest. Huh. Yeah. There's also a theory that the black fur may help them stay warm in the winter due to thermoregulation, hmm. where, you know, they're absorbing more heat from the sun. But I would imagine that would also put them at a disadvantage because black fur on white snow would make it really easy for a predator to spot. Uh, but really, you will see most of them in an urban environment, especially around college campuses. And the most compelling reason for them being so plentiful around college campuses and in urban areas is that their natural predators are pushed out of the urban environment. Sure. So there are fewer hunting pressures on them so they can just thrive in their beautiful black coats. So if you've been on a college campus, sometimes you'll like there'll be like an albino squirrel that gets really famous amongst the campus. And the reason that you'll spot these al albino squirrels and, and they may live to adulthood is that they are somewhat sheltered by being on a college campus because there are going to be fewer of their natural predators around so many people, uh, whereas the squirrels are totally fine with the presence of of human beings. Um, so, uh, you know, college campuses are kind of ideal for these squirrels because uh, the high foot traffic, lots of people willing to part with food, lots of trees, lots of noise pollution uh, and light pollution that probably drives off animals like owls or red-tailed hawks who would normally be their predators. So, you know, squirrels like to go to college and party too. Let's be honest though. If a red-tailed hawk swooped down while you're in class, right, and was like, mm -hmm. you know, asked you with its eyes, can I have some of your sandwich? You'd give it some. Like yeah. it's really no, I know. It's really that the hawks aren't trying as hard as they could be trying. They're not tryhards. They're not. This is what I keep saying. Squirrels are tryhards and hawks aren't. You know, yeah, squirrels uh, have no shame, and I'm not judging. I'm not yeah. judging them. I'm saying like they have evolved to the the world we live in now, where it's like, look, we're gonna right. ask for food, and you're gonna give it to us, and that's how it is. Yeah. It's a good lesson that things like pride and shame, you know, look how successful squirrels are adapting to an urban environment. Now, compare that to the less less success with red-tailed hawks. Really, shame is just holding you back. Exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, your your manners, your taloned manners, are are going to yeah. be the end of your species. So where did that get? Yeah, you? I see you holding up your teacup with one talon <laughs> right. daintily lifted. Right. I see you soaring. What good is that doing you? Soaring with your monocle. I see you. Right. Yeah. And then the squirrel's just down there like, give me some nuts. Right. Yeah, like the squirrel's basically like the the drunk frat boy of the university animal kingdom. Like it'll it'll wander yeah. right up to you. It's mostly harmless. Uh, it'll look at you until you address it. You know? Yeah. And if you give it some food, that's it. That's the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we go, uh, I've talked a lot about squirrels' outer appearances, but I want you to get to know the insides of the squirrels as well, the depth of the squirrel. Oh, yeah. Uh, Their guts and their heart. And no, I'm kidding. Like, you know, their behavior. So I'm going to talk about gray squirrels, who who we actually, this is what we've been talking about, the melanistic version of gray squirrels. Um, And, you know, we think of squirrels as just being kind of dumb and just banging nuts around and not really thinking about stuff, but they're actually surprisingly intelligent. So gray squirrels have a pretty incredible memory for where they bury their nuts because they like to have caches where they just like bury it in sporadic areas instead of having like one big cache. Some squirrels do that where other species where they just have like a bunch of nuts in one area, like a nut pile in like a hollow uh, log or something. But uh, gray squirrels like to bury it around. They diversify their portfolio. Sure. They're not portfolio. It's very smart. Sure. And they are able to remember where they put these nuts and retrieve up to 90, 95% of their cash. Obviously, this can vary. So sometimes they only recover like 25% of their cash. But there's this idea that like squirrels forget most of their nuts and that's just not true. It's just very variable. Sometimes they're really good at retrieving like most of them. Sometimes it's harder for them to retrieve their nuts and find them. But they definitely do have good spatial memory. There have been a lot of studies on that and they actually use kind of landmarks to help triangulate where where their nuts are. That's uh incredible. That's yeah. wow. Uh, I would think that they would, like, do they know when their sight has been disturbed? You know what I mean? Like, if they bury them, like, do they know if, like, an owl set a little trap for them or something? You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, actually, sometimes they will be observed by thieves, so other squirrels will Mm, stalk them. Yeah. These are all gray squirrels, so, like, some of them are just kind of sneakily watching another squirrel that they see has got a nut, and they, like, stalk them, And so squirrels have developed this strategy, this counter strategy. So the thief will stalk the squirrel and then wait until the other squirrel is gone and then go and dig up the squirrel's stash and take it for themselves. So a strategy that they've done uh, to thwart the thieves is they will bury like fake nuts. So they pretend they just pantomime. Yeah, they pantomime burying a nut and they actually put nothing in the ground. So like uh, they like dig a little hole thrust their little paws inside as if they're burying something, but there's nothing there and then cover it up with leaves and go away so that the thieves will like go over there and like try to dig up nothing. Like, congratulations, you found nothing while the other squirrel is off, like burying its actual That's incredible. It would have been a little better if there had been like one of those boxing gloves on a spring when it digs it up, you know? Right, right. Uppercut right to the thief. Pow. Right in the kisser. kisser. Yeah, or like a little note. I owe you one nut. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) XOXO. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, how far are we from squirrels inventing banks? Are we, mm. like, right? That's, uh, once that I, happens, totally different. I'd say 10 years. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we're close. I mean, yeah, uh, they are pretty smart with their nuts. They get a nut that it detects houses a larvae, like a moth larvae. Mm-hmm. The squirrel will eat the nut immediately uh, instead of storing it because it knows that the larva will eventually eat all the meat of the nut before the squirrel gets a chance to retrieve it from its cache. So, like, it has a nut, and it's got, like, a little hole in it. And it goes, like, well, if I bury this nut, like, in a few weeks when I come back to get the nut... It's worthless. The larva is probably... It's worthless. The larva is going to have eaten it. So it just eats the whole nut. Larva and all. Extra protein. It's good. I actually helped out in... (laughs) Uh, when I was a undergrad, I, I was did this was one of the um, many student RAs on like a study where we were looking at squirrel behavior with these nuts, and we would give them nuts to that had holes in them and have to watch them and write our observations down on the clipboard, which was really good for my like kind of social reputation, sure. just like sitting down, giving a nut to a squirrel and then writing stuff down. Very normal behavior. <laughs> did you name them and stuff? Like, did you, did you go that far? The squirrels? Yeah. Uh, no, I wanted to remain impartial. <laughs> right, you know? if you name one Lucy, you're rooting for it. Instantly. Right, yeah. right, exactly. I don't want, you know, it's got to be double blind. Yeah, I can't yeah. know who you are, squirrel. Right, exactly. We got to protect the squirrel's privacy. Right. You know, because what if we find out, like, oh, squirrels are good at this, but Hector's not. You know what I mean? Like, he's not good at it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then he'd learn yeah. shame, which we know is death for squirrels. Right. No, we can't. We, yeah. yeah. Shame will be the downfall of squirrels. They can't ever know shame. They, yeah. That will. Yeah. There can never be an Adam and Eve squirrel. Otherwise, <laughs> they are doomed. Eating the yeah. nut of Eden. Still a snake that tempts yeah. them, though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a snake still works for that story. Right, yeah. right. Fortunately, uh, even when squirrels forget their nuts, it still has a happy ending because forgotten squirrel nuts uh, can help with forest growth sure. because they are essentially just doing gardening. They got tricked into doing gardening. Unbelievable. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Squirrels sound like they're incredibly positive influences on their environment. Despite mm-hmm. being three feet of winged doom, uh, as I as I felt <laughs> earlier. Right, right. Three to four feet of winged yeah. uh, furry doom coming from above, screaming like a child with <laughs> emphysema. Hey, that description <laughs> deserves to be on that man's tombstone. Mm-hmm. Just like a chain-smoking yeah. child. What is that, sir? Like, where did, it, <laughs> did you learn that in the coal mines? Where did you find that fact? Yeah. Uh, you think you know nuts. <laughs> you don't know nuts about nuts. Yo, you want to play jacks? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, did you enjoy learning about squirrels today? They were great. What a lot of fun squirrels there are. Yeah. I still think they're, like, inclined toward evil, though, right? I'm allowed to still think that. I think they're just inclined towards success with no moral compass. Like, oh, amoral. They're just amoral as creatures. They're amoral. They're morally neutral, Mm. and but they crave success. So maybe that is what evil is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a philosopher. I'm also not not I'm, one. Uh, I'm not a doctor of philosophy. I am simply an appreciator of squirrels. That's true. Yeah. You, I mean, you know, you could do some positing philosophically, couldn't you? Yeah, I, I posit that squirrels are, they are takers <laughs> and they are 
I, I posit that squirrels they're not generous. You can't trust. Yeah, they're them. not generous. They're not generous. Yeah. I posit that squirrels should probably be investigated by the IRS. Oh, for sure. You know? Like so, these are we're all just talking about the nuts we see. What about the nuts you don't see? Yeah, it's just kind of the tip of the nut yeah. bird. <laughs> right underneath the forest. If you dig down far right. enough, we suspect there's just a gigantic yeah. nut down there. <laughs> like, an, IR, an IRS auditor just like opens up a closet and a bunch of yep. nuts start like, you know, pouring out. Yeah. And then just keeps coming. You think it's going to end, but no more and more nuts. Squirrels staring with what would be an apology in a different animal's face, but not these squirrels. Right. No. You know? Just smoking a cigarette <laughs> right. thing. What, what do you want me to tell yeah, you? Figuring out the angles. Like, that's what he's doing. My tax attorney's been in Bermuda since July. <laughs> I'll leave this to you. And then he flies out the window with his wings. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, squirrels. Now you know yeah, them. Now you I love do. them. Now you fear them. Yeah. Adam, where can people find you? Where can the squirrels come to, <laughs> to find hunt you? your dreams? Yeah. Well, they can find uh, my podcast on the Small Beans Network. Uh, I have three of them. Uh, one of them is about video games called One Upsmanship. Uh, another one is about friendship and media called I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours. And finally, Director Peace Theater is about uh, basically the filmmaking process in your pop low art movies. Uh, it's very fun. You can find me there. You can find me at, on Twitter at The Real Gans. Also, Twitch. I do a lot of video game streaming at The Real Gans. And uh, someday soon in theaters. Someday. Someday soon. <laughs> you should do one on a script, the, uh, the, the prehistoric squirrel. Oh, yeah. In the Ice Age trilogy. Oh. Or is it, is it a quadrilogy? How many Ice Ages are there? More than I, many, many more than I've cared about. Uh, More than I want yeah. to face the reality yeah. of. Yeah. It's that, there's yeah. so many animated films that are like, oh, that makes a lot of money, and I don't care about it. Yeah, but it's truly about script, right? Like the, the squirrel who's always after that nut, and he can't get his nut. Like, it's script. <laughs> it's the human condition. Yeah. He's the, you know, Sisyphus of squirrels. Yeah, of food gathering. Yeah. Right. Like the rest of the Ice Age movies, I think, is kind of like just junk that it's a vehicle for the script stories. That's fair. Uh, which are truly beautiful. Yeah, you there's know? a kind of Camusian exploration that's that we're all do right. about script. Right. Yeah. And nihilism. Yeah. It's a squirrel a squirrel sort of like revealing the naked naked reality of failure yeah. to attain a or the hollow sorrow of success. Like, you know, maybe the movie... Right, exactly. Maybe the movie begins right when he eats a nut, and it's like, now what? You know? He's always spending his time pursuing the nut and never time just experiencing That's the right. nut. That's right. That's correct. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> you can find us on the internet at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something very different. You can write me your questions or comments or squirrel pictures. I'm actually planning on doing a good chunk of listener question shows soon. So please do send me in your questions at uh, creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. And I would certainly appreciate those. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying the show, I would really appreciate. No, I'm not going to put it that way. That sounds like. I'd appreciate um, a like. Could you? You know what? I I would 
appreciate it if you left a rating and review right now. No, I'm kidding, guys. Uh, I, I really just you listening is enough. I really appreciate it. But you know, if you do have the time to leave a rating and review, I really, really, really appreciate that because that really does help the show. And I read all the reviews, and they warm my heart. I got a really sweet review from a kid recently, and I, I see that, and it's adorable. And thank you so much for for your review. It's, it's, Made my day. And thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Features, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.